The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of our daily devotional live stream. And we've also called the Source of Truth podcast. Uh, we want to thank you for joining us, whether you're watching this live at 11 o'clock or, or watching an archive later or whether you're listening to it through an audio podcast. Uh, we want to thank you for joining us and giving us the pleasure and the opportunity to be part of your day and hopefully just a source of encouragement and instruction and help as we take time to study the Word of God. I just want to, again, uh, compliment you for being here. However you're listening to it, whenever you're listening to this, the fact that you make a daily devotional, even if it's not every day, just making this part of your day shows your interest in the Word of God, shows your interest in allowing God's Word to be an encouragement and a source of strength and direction. And in this day, we definitely need that. So let me compliment you for being here, for listening to this. And it's a great tool and it's a great source. And I'm so glad uh, you're part of us and with us today. And we look forward to a great study. Just yesterday, we finished the book of Habakkuk. And uh, I tell you again, it was unique. When I started, I was a little, a little intimidated, but I tell you, thoroughly enjoyed the study into the book of Habakkuk. I learned a lot. Uh, I learned a lot just about God and how God just, for me, at least worked in my heart specifically. There are many things that I was able to learn. And so today we're going to start been praying about this now probably over uh, a week and a half as has come to realize that Habakkuk would be coming to an end at some point. And uh, God has continued to lay a book on my heart. And so we're going to start the book of Proverbs today. As I've been thinking about it, we started back this, I think, in April as we really were talking about the need for encouragement in such turbulent times. So we spent a lot of our time in the book of Psalms. And then we started, so let's go through some other books. And so we've enjoyed that study and Habakkuk was one of those. And, but I think one of the great things that God has laid upon my heart for me is not only do we need encouragement, which we will continue to get, sometimes we just need some great wisdom to deal with whatever's coming our way. And that is exactly what the book of Proverbs is. It's written by Solomon, uh, who was known as the wisest man to have ever lived. If you remember the history of Solomon, uh, he, was, he was about to become king. He became king. And God met with him and talked to him and offered him anything he wanted. He could have great riches. He could have wisdom. He could have, you know, all, all power. I was okay. He gave him different options of things he wanted, anything he wanted. And Solomon asked for wisdom, which is one of the greatest things he could have had. So in God giving him wisdom, then he ultimately became a very wealthy man and great as a king. And so we definitely see that that was a great question to ask. Instead of monetary things, he desired wisdom. And we know through history and through the Bible that many people would seek him out for wisdom. And in that time, God used him to write um, the book of Proverbs. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to the study. Uh, so, we, you know, we'll look at it sometimes section by section, verse by verse, sometimes topically, depending on what, what chapter in, how it works out. Uh, but I'm definitely telling you that I'm looking forward to this. So we're going to go ahead and start Proverbs chapter 1. And we're going to just kind of, there's an introductory point, kind of the purpose of why uh, God put the book of Proverbs in the Bible and why, what we gain from it and really someone who's going to get the most from this. And so let's go ahead and read. I'm going to go with the first seven verses as we begin. So let's begin in Proverbs 1, verse 1. The Bible says, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtly to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion, 
A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. One of the things that you will hear multiple times, and I've, I know people have done studies, just break down these words, that throughout the book of Proverbs, God describes four types of people. And I think it's important for us to understand these four descriptions. And uh, he starts with the simple. Someone who basically doesn't have a lot of knowledge, generally speaking, is either young, young in Christ, uh, just ha or just simple in the fact they haven't gained a lot of knowledge and wisdom. And so they talk about the simple, and they say the simple are awfully easily swayed. Then there is uh, the fool. The fool uh, is, is this, this person who struggles, that they have a lot of arrogance, they don't really follow God, they struggle, but they're not necessarily outvert about it. They're foolish in their decisions and they're, and they're not listening to God and, and their directions often don't make a lot of sense. But then there's a scorner. The scorner is going to be somebody who is out against God. I mean, absolutely wants nothing to do with God and is out against anything Christian, anything biblical, and just is always against God and against those things. And then there's the wise man. And the wise man is someone who is, who is fears God and following. And so there's three descriptions of someone who really is not wise and the levels of it. Then there is the wise man. So throughout the book of Proverbs, we will examine. And I encourage you over these couple of weeks, as we examine the book of Proverbs, that you uh, would evaluate where you might find yourself. Uh, one of the things when you uh, evaluate, allow God to evaluate you through, through Scripture, is you can kind of have two different points of view on it. You can look at it and say, I don't like this, I feel bad. Or you can say, Lord, I really want to become what you want me to be, so help me to see where I'm at. I can never become all that God wants me to be until I recognize my current condition and allow it to change me, conforming me more into his image. And so I have to recognize and humility submit to what I need to change. So that's one of the reasons I encourage you, and maybe some of you uh, follow the practice of reading Proverbs a day or have read through this a lot. If there's anything I've learned, it doesn't matter how many times I've read the book of Proverbs, every day I get something new because every day there's wisdom and knowledge I need that I didn't need yesterday, and that chapter is often what I need that day. So let's look at these verses we've read. Obviously, it starts in verse 1 talking about, the, this is from Solomon, the, the son of David, and he is the king of Israel. And he goes, here are the reasons why you want this book, what, what, why it's written, what God gave it to us for. So we get it to know wisdom. We have it to uh, wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding. So we learn wisdom, we learn instruction, and we can perceive truth and understanding. And so wisdom is different than knowledge. Because knowledge is, okay, I know how to use something. Wisdom is, when is it wise to use something? I have a knowledge here, but how do I apply it? I know how to use this tool, but am I going to use wisdom in it? There's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. It's really knowing something and applying something is what you see in the aspect between knowledge and wisdom. So he gives it to us so we can know wisdom and instruction and we can perceive words of understanding. He says in verse 3, we also to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice and judgment and equity. So we're receiving instruction of wisdom, what is true justice, equity, what we see today. So needed today is to understand these things, not just in our world. I think in the Christian realm, how do we deal with the situation? How do we approach what's being stated in politically and in a social outrage today? How do we deal with it? And as Christians, uh, we should be outside of the political realm and finding out what God wants us to do in these areas. In verse 4, he says to give subtlety to the simple. To the young man, knowledge and discretion. So subtlety, it gives the idea of, um, we're simple, but 
it's not a matter of arrogance. We understand we got, but we're not going to be overly consumed with what's going on, and we're subtle. Uh, they, you know, there's somebody, you, you see somebody who's not subtle. They're kind of outgoing. Uh, they're a little bit obnoxious usually. They're not overly wise because how they approach it. Like, man, alive, just back off. But subtlety is someone, we, we have knowledge, but we, we need to be subtle with it, how we approach it, how we deal with others. And so he gives it to the simple and the young man, knowledge and discretion. So we learn all these things. Knowledge and discretion is necessary. Again, I have knowledge, I have wisdom, when to use it. And I think discretion and discernment is absolutely necessary. How do I view the issues of the day? How do I handle the issues of the day? How do I teach my children the issues of the day? How do I, as a pastor, how do I preach and teach with the issues of the day in hand? So we get these things to learn knowledge and discretion, how to learn those. And discretion is very necessary. So Sunday night we preached on the fact that we are to not to judge others, look down upon them and judge them. That is God's responsibility. But, and it is sin if we do it, but we are taught that there is a judgment God's asked us to do, and that's discernment. Discern right, discern wrong, discern those who are a godly influence on us and those who are not a godly influence on us. Those bringing us to God or those taking us away from God. Those encouraging us or those bringing us down. Discernment, absolutely necessary. And Proverbs is an absolutely great book to do that. But I think there's an important aspect when we go to Proverbs. Being handed a lot of knowledge, being handed wisdom is great. But if I'm not willing, one, if I'm not looking for it, if I'm not willing to accept it, then it is empty. Let's say you have a great struggle in your life. You know, maybe your marriage is struggling and in a counselor or you find from your Bible, the preacher gives you great advice. It's great to have the advice, but if you're not, one, if you're not looking for it, you won't recognize it. Two, if you don't want it, if, you, if you're still struggling and you're not wanting to make the change, advice will do no good. If you're struggling in massive debt and somebody hands you the money, but you're not willing to place that money in, on the debt, it won't do you any good. Uh, if you have a disease or a struggle and someone gives you the medicine, if you're not willing to take and use that medicine, it won't do you any good. So there's got a lot of knowledge, a lot of wisdom that has been given to us in the Bible, and in this case, the book of Proverbs. But if I'm not looking for it, I won't recognize it. If I'm not willing to accept the wisdom and knowledge coming my way, I won't even recognize it as wisdom and knowledge. I will just hear it as noise. Some say it goes in one ear and out the other. I'll hear it, but if I am not in a position in my life to accept it as truth and to change, it will do me no good. It might fill my head with a lot of information. I might be able to sound smart, sound spiritual, but if there's not a tender heart to accept it as truth and be willing to allow it to change me, then the information we receive will not do me any good. And that's not just for the book of Proverbs. That's just for the Bible in general. Uh, so then we get it. Am I willing to respond to it? So let's look at verse 5 and say um, how we can embrace the book of Proverbs. Verse 5 says, A wise man will hear and will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain, attain unto wise counsels. He talks about this wise man and a man of understanding, and he says two things. One, they will hear and increase learning. Now, let me tell you an interesting thing. There's a difference between listening to something and hearing something, is what I would say. I can know, I can sit under a preacher, and I can hear, shall I say what the, I, I know that there's words in the preacher, but am I taking it in? Am I listening, per se? It, 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 can I walk away with saying, God used this, I learned, I, I came on purpose, or am I sitting there saying, well, I heard words? So what we're saying is, and a wise man, when he says, we'll hear, literally gives the idea, well, more than hear, we'll actually listen, we'll take in the information. It's more than just saying, well, I know they're right, or I, what, it's, I'm taking the information. It's never because of who's saying it, it's all because of what's being said. 
Uh, I, can, I can listen to the Word of God. And, and any preacher, frankly, the preacher itself should be ignored as long as the Word of God's being preached. I ignore the preacher, his strengths, his weaknesses, my opinion of him, and I should be solely based upon the truth of the Word of God and what he's saying. Because, listen, I'm not accountable for that preacher, but I am accountable for what that preacher stated. So it's so important for me to listen. So a wise man will hear and instead of, ah, I don't know, I don't believe, I don't know, so I agree, and instead of debating it, they will hear the truth. And when they recognize it, they will increase in learning. It didn't say a simple fool scorner. They will not do that. A wise man will hear the information. It doesn't make a difference really who's saying it. If it's the word of God and it's truth, they will hear it and it will increase in learning. They will become even wiser. A man of understanding shall attain into wise counsel. They, they will listen. They, simply put, Someone who's going to grow in Christ will always be wanting to learn. They will never find themselves having ever attained. They will never find themselves to be the o only the counselor. And to be honest with you, as somebody who has counseled many, I am constantly looking for counsel. I am I'm studying the Word of God. I am talking to people older and wiser than me with more experience. Somebody who wants to grow will not only say, let me teach those younger than me, let me continue to learn from those more experienced and older than from me. And that, that's going to be other pastors. That's going to be men in our church that I will listen to and learn from and grow. Now that, that's my goal. Why? Because as I say here, a man that will grow in understanding will always attain, will always accept wise counsel. Now, I've heard people say, what if the counsel is just not wise? Listen, you can always hear something and say, eh, I don't know, evaluate it. Is it truth? Is it good? Is it practical? Can I learn from it? But ignoring it because, I don't know, that's that you miss. You miss an opportunity. And a wise man will take every opportunity to learn. I would be encouraged throughout my ministry uh, by many great men to say one of the greatest things you can do as a preacher is always be a learner. Always be teachable. Let circumstances teach you, let situations teach you, let people teach you, let God teach you. And in that, you will always gain in wisdom. I won't gain in wisdom as long as I'm always saying, I don't know if I want this or if I don't want to listen to the person coming at me. That includes even constructive criticism. Somebody gets a pastor, I didn't like this. Listen, it may, it may be that I'll sit back and write it down and say, eh, or it may be that was a really good point. That's wisdom, always willing to learn and grow. Let's continue on to verse 6. He says, To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. So he goes, A wise man will increase in learning for the purpose of understanding a proverb, to understand the interpretation, understand the words of the wise and their dark sayings, to understand truth and what I've been given and how I interpret it and how to grow in it. A wise man will always desire that. Here's what I want to finish with. I'll take the last couple minutes here. In verse number 7, the Bible says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. So really, for me to understand, I must fear the Lord. Now, remember, the fear is a level of reverence. It's not a, a shaky fear where I'm waiting for him to strike me down with lightning. That is not God. He does not do that. That is, God is a loving and gracious and a holy God. A fear is a reverence. In one, it's respect of who God is, respect of his position in my life as my God and my Savior, my sovereign, my, my leader, uh, but also my friend and my counselor and my comforter. So that is God. So I reverence him, I fear, respect it. Hey, I want to learn from him. I want to please him. I want to honor him. But I understand that he will always love me in my good days and in my bad days. And so I understand that. So don't, you know, I, the, the beginning of anything I'm going to get starts with the fear of the Lord. Why? Because God is the author of truth. He is truth incarnate. You see, there's truth and then there's lies. And let me tell you something. This is truth. This is true across the world and it's growing into churches. There is truth and there is false. 
And it's an absolute. It's not your opinion versus mine. Today, it's, well, truth is based upon what I think it is and my morals. No, it's not. There is truth. It is God and He's given us in the Word of God. And that is across all, whether you claim to be a Christian or not, that is how it is. Truth is not your opinion. Truth is not your morals. Truth is God and His Word. And if I am not willing to respect God who wrote it, I will never understand truth. Now, I can have my opinion, but that is not always truth. Truth is only when my opinion lines up with God. And I say it can roll into church. Well, I don't know if I agree. I don't know about this. I don't know about that. It doesn't make a difference if you agree with a person or a situation. The question is, do you agree with the Bible? And is the Bible the thing that gives you the source of truth? Does it give you the wisdom? Does it guide you in how you're going to respond? Or you say, well, I, you know, my opinion or whatever this or that. Let that Bible, if you're, if you're saying, well, I know the Bible, but I know this, but you are not fearing the Lord. You're fearing man or you're fearing whatever. You're not fearing God. And boy, may, the Bible, may, my, may my fear for God and my love for God drive me to not only reading the word of God, but living it as God wants me to. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But here's the problem. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. You know what it says? Fools despise wisdom and instruction. At that point, it doesn't make a difference where the wisdom and instruction is coming from. Whether it's the Bible, whether it's from a pastor, whether it's from a close friend, a, a mentor here at church, uh, whether it's from the news, whether it's from anybody you listen to, a friend. A fool... What well, does has, wants nothing to do with any instruction. Doesn't matter who it is. They want nothing to do with it. They they despise or look down on any wisdom and instruction uh, for what, basically because they're convinced in their way. They are right, and right people don't need instruction, right? And that's what they miss. They miss the great blessing, and that's why he calls them a fool. And they, they, they should be able to know. They know enough. They're not simple. They know enough. But their foolish heart is dark, and they're fool and say, I want nothing to do with this. A wise man will learn and grow. And let me tell you, let me encourage you. I'm going to finish with this thought. Let me tell you, to gain wisdom means I must fear the Lord, respect the Lord, and listen to the Lord and allow him to lead me. He will use people. He will use men and other women to help do that. But will I listen? And that's what it's going to come down to. Over these next few weeks, as we examine the book of Proverbs, the question I ask is, will Proverbs be a help and encouragement to you or Proverbs be something that just goes in one ear and out the other? Will you find yourself throughout this next few weeks as a simple, a fool, maybe a scorner, which is frightening, or will you find yourself as a wise man? Will you let Proverbs adjust you and make you closer to God and fear of the Lord and love of Him, or will you find yourself struggling? And I hope that you'll be open to what God has for us as we examine this amazing book. Thank you for joining us and giving us a chance to be part of your day. We hope it's a great day. We hope you have a great rest of your day, and we look forward as we can dig, dig, dive in into this book of Proverbs. Hope you have a great afternoon. God bless.